0: Hey everyone, this is Joe. I'm back for another episode of uh, Archer's TNT Classroom. One of the things I want to talk about today is an incredible program that I've been using in my classroom for the last four years. And uh, one of the reasons why I want to bring it up today is that the registration period just opened up this week, and I want to ensure that everyone knows about it um, because there's a huge, huge thing going on that I'm not too sure people are aware of, and I just want to make sure. No one has an excuse not to jump into this amazing program, this opportunity. So what is this program you're uh, talking about, Joe? Well, the program is called Right to Give. And this program is incredible. If there's one little thing that you could do to inspire uh, a passion and empathy for others within your classroom is to spend four weeks in that midwinter, that chilly part of the year, Warming hearts and souls of people around the globe. And this program can do it. So, let me talk to you a little bit about it. And uh, and then hopefully, uh, you'll take a flying, flying uh, leap of faith and jump on in. So, Right to Give was, is a program that was started by a Grand Erie teacher named Amy McLaren. She was a teacher in Jarvis and just, you know, she loved traveling and decided that she wanted to do something special. Um, not only with her students, but for people around the uh, for around the world, and she decided that she wanted to develop this program and make an impact. And since starting, she has truly made a huge impact. In fact, she rebranded her company from her charity from Right to Give into Village Impact. And um, I have a little side story that I can truly tell you that it is an amazing, inspiring. Village Impact for sure. Anyway, so Right to Give, where to find it? Well, hit uh right to give.com uh, dot com. That's W-R-I-T-E-T-O-G-I-V-E com Right to give Once you jump on there, you'll see that the registration period is open for 2018-2019. A there's a great little video there of Amy um, talking about how to get started with um Write to given six easy steps. Well, first step, register. Get registered. And now it's time to do it. It's going to fill up very quickly. So you need to jump in and do it now. Second, log in the site with your username and password once you get it in there. Then third, start writing. Fourth step, submit your class writings. Five, order those books. Six, those books get delivered. Now this year, they are focusing on narratives. And narrative books are fun to write, as Amy had said on this um on their website. Um, You you could be participating with a classroom around your local area, but you could even look at the chance of working with students from another country like Hong Kong or France. Last year, my group, um, I um, did this program with a fantastic group of teachers I couldn't ask for a better team to do it with. My grade five, six classroom from Lakewood Elementary teamed up with some dynamite teachers, Mr. Jonathan So from Brampton, Ontario, and his Ray Lawson Elementary School, um, grade six classroom, they partook in our little event. Then we went down to Waterdown, Ontario at St. Thomas Apostle School with Ms. Maureen Richardson's grade three classroom. They were rock stars in that process as well. Then a little further down the road in Mississauga at David Leader Middle School, Ms. Christine Holloway's grade 6 classroom were our uh, finishing touches on the ending part of the story. And my... um, Illustrations came from uh, our reading buddies, uh, our French immersion reading buddies and Ms. Chelsea Dubinsky, Madame uh, Zamborski's 2-3 classroom at Lakewood Elementary in Port Dover as well. And we created a crazy cool book called Mr. Waddle's Adventures. And that book um, was something I had the incredible opportunity of handing over to a teacher in Kenya this summer. At the brand new Datho Primary Hope School, it was inspiring, heartwhelming, moving. Oh, it was it was a tearjerker moment for me. But let me just talk to you a little bit more about this um, incredible program. So, there's a schedule which is uh, set and ready to roll um, uh, for your books. Now you're not starting this right away. So I know some people are just finishing up intern reports and whatnot. It's not now it's, it's coming up soon. And r- being a teacher as a teacher, um, I had a little bit of a uh, poll and I had a little bit of talk, uh, time to talk with Amy, um, about this program and said, you know, during a typical time, it's report card period. So Amy and her crew at Right to Give have decided to do, uh, adapt a little bit of the scheduling and have and will be starting up the, the setting and the character development piece, class number one, in your team of five, February 4th to 8th. Class number two, you guys are going to be writing the problems and that's going to be February 11th to 15th. Class number three, the solution piece to the problem of the story, February 18th to the 22nd. And class number four, the ending of all the writing, the ending piece is February 25th to March 1st. Now, class five, you guys get to write the, or do the illustrations on March 18th to the 22nd. And then the book layout and editing takes place during March and April and orders are delivered hand in, right to the students in May to finish up the year. There's a fantastic little piece at the very back of the book where you can get autographs from all your classmates, which is wicked awesome. So you can can purchase a book and you're good to go. Now, as a teacher, one thing that uh, does need to be said though, there is a very firm 10 book orders per class, though. You sign up, you have to agree to get 10 of these books. Now, what's the cost of the books? $20. That's it. It's all. It's nothing. 20 bucks a book. So, by registering in your class, you agree and acknowledge that you're in turn responsible for the commitment of purchasing 10 books. That's $200 for the class. It's not that much considering you have 25 um to 30 kids in your classroom last year i had 29 kids 28 of them not all but one purchased the book the family was a little hard off i ended up purchasing the book for them so everyone walked away with a, at least one book there was one family that purchased six and the reason why they did it was huh grandparents Grandparents are proud of their grandkids, and it's very, they're very sentimental and attached to their grandkids. Now, if their grandkids get published, this is incredible. It's bragging rights at the local, local gossip station, which in my town of Port Dover, that's a local dairy bar. That's where you go down and hear all the stories about the grandkids and everything and everything that you thought you did last night and had no clue and just verify. Anyway, so. The um, the teachers being involved, you guys jump in and work together. Now, last year I did this wild crazy idea where I thought, you know, it's cool that you can write this book with the class. So, you know, I thought it was awesome. Now, how did I amp it up? Well, I love Microsoft and it's O365 uh, learning tools. Um, and apps and programs, so I thought, you know what, OneNote, that's my go-to. How am I gonna make this even better? Well, I developed a OneNote classroom uh, binder, and what I did with that is I invited um, Mr. Soap, Ms. uh, Maureen Richardson, Ms. Holloway, and Ms. Dudminsky into the book, into this binder. It's a digital binder that has been shared, And I had all the information in there, who was in my classroom, the name of all the kids, um, what grade level they were and whatnot. Same with Mr. So, Ms. Richardson, Ms. Holloway, and Ms. Dubinsky, it was fantastic. Now within there, I had tabs. The tabs were sectioned off as what part of the book you're reading, had the exact dates, the deadlines and everything in there. Now the cool thing about having a live digital notebook like OneNote is that it's live everyone that is involved can jump into that book, edit, make comments and whatnot. So we were getting some really cool brainstorming ideas. And I was jumping in on certain parts of the book and reading the brainstorming ideas and I was adding in little comments saying, oh, this is so cool. And you know, we love the names, they're hilarious. They sound really, really realistic. We are working on brainstorming as we speak. One of the characters we decided to create in our book was called Mr. Waddles. Now, Mr. Waddles had some personality. He was a little bit uh, tough, but he's a Macaroni Penguin. A little bit different, wild and crazy. And the reason why the kids in my class chose a Macaroni Penguin is, because macaroni penguins have crazy hair and if anyone has ever met Mr. Archer he has a bit of a crazy hairdo now the cool thing that ended up transpiring throughout the process is my buddy Mr. Jonathan so Mr. Bowtie that's right you heard it he wears a bow tie crazy fella anyway our main character Mr. Waddles who had crazy hair as a macaroni penguin developed a bow tie in the process so it was crazy cool how this character developed throughout the book based on the teachers and the students and whatnot and it's a really cool uh, way to you know stamp their their name on that product that n- their name on the characters and whatnot kids became very engaged and very eager to see what was happening next now the cool thing was with that one note is that we're brainstorming ideas and I had different groups within my classroom brainstorm different ideas we had the uh the very first part the characters and the setting and that character development of the book now we had a brainstorming ideas section and I had let seven groups within my my team and they came up with different um different uh, names of characters and you know personality traits and whatnot we had a lion we had a penguin a snake and everything um some groups had some just some crazy characters and i couldn't understand why anyway so we had these wild and crazy characters we decided that the lion would be an incredibly scared a coward with the help of a little a little bit of a friend, a, a bee, a fly maybe, a small insect that flew around on his shoulder and always kind of whispered in his ear. We named the little tiny insect Zeus, which is a bit ironic because the character is such a coward. Um, sorry, not the insect, the lion. We named him Zeus, which is a bit ironic because the character is a bit of a cowardly lion. Um, and Zeus, as we know, is a thunder god, a fierce person in nature. But you know, we had a little bit of fun with uh, character ve- development. Now we talked about the the macaroni penguin but we said he was incredibly brave brave but also extremely clumsy and he had some kind of goof ups within the books and whatnot now there was also a two-headed black mamba snake why a black mamba snake well this is kind of weird one was called nutella and the other one was denise no idea where the names came from now this is about a year later denise is a mean and sassy one and nutella is very thoughtful and kind now anyone who also knows mr archer knows i have twin girls one is sassy sally Callie, and one is crazy susie abby and for some reason this black headed mamba snake turned to be a two-headed black mamba snake huh coincidence no idea pretty cool though how this the kids kind of took an idea and and made it wild and crazy. Anyway, so on the Friday of the, that week when we were done our section of the book, we ended up Skyping in with um, <clears throat> part two's group, which was Mr. Jonathan's, Jonathan So's classroom. We ended up Skyping in, sharing and reading what we had so his students could hear that part of the book. Now the crazy thing was they could ask questions. Why did you develop that character? Wait a minute, how did we connect? Skype, Skype in the classroom, fan, frickin' tastic, another Microsoft tool, by the way. Um, so we uh, connected; those kids in Mr. So's classroom could ask Mr. Archer's kids what was going on, why they developed characters that way, and it was awesome. Mr. So's classroom then on Friday, uh, taught space with Miss Richardson's classroom, read to them and us what they wrote after part one, what we wrote, and now Miss Richardson's class heard. What Mr. Archer's room, Mr. So's room, and now they're part of the book. Now at the end of that one, Ms. Holloway's class then got to receive the three parts from Mr. Archer, Mr. So, Mr. Ms. Um Richardson's class it was really cool. It's a really great program how we ended up tying it all into some Microsoft tools. It was lots of fun interacting and reading alongside. Now, what did I do in my classroom to amp this up? Mr. Archer's a bit of a goofball and is always looking for ways to, you know, learn from something. Well, my classroom, when Mr. So's classroom was writing their part, actually wrote what they believed or how they would like to continue the book. Now the cool thing was those seven groups that I had prior to within my class that wrote different sections, then stayed within their group and wrote what happened next based on what we decided as a group we would share entirely as one. And then when Miss Derso's classroom read theirs, they could actually talk about, you know, how similar or how different and maybe why Things had changed in that storyline compared to what their group was writing. Now, why did that happen? Why did we set that up? Why did I do that? Well, the writing process was occurring. And during this Write to Give program, you as a teacher can use this five-week span to amp up your student's writing. My kids did that for each of the um, three preceding pieces that came. They got a chance to interact and ask questions to that classroom. Why did you j- take the character in this route? And that classroom's kids were saying, this is why, and this is how, and you know, then we analyzed it afterwards within my classroom after the call. It was a, such a fantastic way to take that writing aspect of the classroom and just amp it up. Five weeks five weeks you can take your students writing into a new world, something incredible. And not only that, but you have a report card comment that you could, uh, an actual report card comment that you could add into their thing that's really empowering. Now the kids will have that book forever and I don't know if um, people do this, but I know my crazy mom and I know my wife keep my kids and my mom kept my report cards all the way from kindergarten all the way through and you know it's it's pretty sentimental and all the little stuff that you keep along the way and you know ten years from now when the students look back on these books and see um, see these books and read through them and have that moment of reflection and whatnot and, and consider who they opened a world a new world of hope to that right there That's the empowerment piece. I can't say enough about this program, Right to Give. It's open. The registration is open. It starts early February. Five classes. They're looking for uh, teacher ambassadors. You need to get to righttogive.com. R w r i t t o g i v e dot com. Get there now. Register your class. Get involved. This is an incredible program. I cannot say enough about it. Please take the leap of faith. Amp up your students' writing. Teach them a little bit of uh, empathy, and you know, take a leap of faith. Try out a new, uh, a new uh, program in uh, in the Microsoft world. It's uh, OneNote's exceptional as well. So thanks for listening today. Um, I had a lot of fun sharing this one. This is a passion project for mine now. And this is something that I want to ins- ensure that everyone gets an opportunity to do. Because I know my kids really felt empowered last year. And I I, I just can't say enough about yeah. it. <clears throat> Next time we uh, talk, um, I would love to uh, introduce uh, something that's coming up very soon with the Hour of Code. And, uh, you know, we'll be chatting soon. So... Um, thanks, thanks for listening.